Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some interesting due diligence catches from this past week. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's an easy to follow video format. It's got all the contracts, scripts, and forms that we use in our daily business, and everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. This is episode 299, isn't it? It is, yeah. That means Monday's going to be a big day. Yeah, 300 on Monday. Uh Uh-huh. What about the rocket print and mail sale? It goes 16th through the 20th. Today's the 20th. Yep. Today's the very last day. Today's the very last day. All right. So if you're listening to this today (laughs) on Friday the 20th, and you haven't got your sell price at Rocket Print and buy all your mail, set you up for a killer 21. Uh Uh-huh. Hide those expenses for your tax guy. That's right. You need to jump on the phone right now because they've got a killer sale going on. You can get, because with Rocket Print, you pre-buy the mail. Mm -hmm. So get out there and do it. Yeah. I think 60,000 is 7,500 bucks. It made a heck of a mailer for us last year. Yeah, 60,000 pieces of mail, and you do not have to send that all at once. You're just no. buying it right You're then. You're buying a bank. And so $7,500 for 60,000 pieces of mail, and then you can send those off. It's all next year if you need it. Or longer, right? If, if, I don't if, know how long. Then sure, I mean, you buy it, it's yours. Yeah, it's yours. I'm so. just saying I have faith that our guys are going to send 60,000 pieces of mail next year. I do, time. too. I do, that's, too. That's big money. That's the high end, right? You don't that's have to a, buy no, it. No, yeah, I, yeah. I think their things start at 5,000, and it goes at 15,000. 30,000 and 60,000 of the packages are pushing right now. Yeah. So, really cool deal. So, uh, what's up? Nothing. I'm I'm perplexed right now. Why is that? Last week we talked about skipping steps. And this week I found some interesting things in due diligence when I didn't skip steps. Oh, we talked last week about not skipping steps, mm-hmm. right? It's just another just another step in the deal. So, whether yeah. it's in every little piece there's a process. It's, you know, there's the high-level process Send the mail, buy the, pick the properties that you want to look at, do the due diligence, close them, sell them, profit, go dance. Yeah. And then inside of those steps, there's more steps. You mm-hmm. know, check for this, check for this, check for this, check for this. Had some interesting due diligence catches this week, and it just, I'm not gonna say they're interesting, but they, they're like those things that it's passed through another investor's hand once, or it's, it's right here in front of us, and just one of those quick little things that could have killed the deals, could have really made you stuck with something that you didn't want to have. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. Well, let's talk about these interesting, interesting deals that due diligence that you said, and you're not going to call it interesting, but we're going to, we're going with interesting anyway. Did I say not call it interesting? You did. Yeah. Cause I, was, sure? I started to interrupt you right when you said it, but yeah, I was, well, they're interesting, but they're not out of the norm for the most part. Okay. So had a property come in, I was looking at it, wholesale deal it may still buy. It's just, we're having to work through an extra piece because when I pull the deeds, there was a mortgage attached to the property. This was supposed to be paid off in 2015. Quick interruption. Mm-hmm. What on the deed let you know that there was a mortgage? So when I pulled the records for the property, I did a lien search against it. It had a warranty deed that was a corporation warranty deed, and there was a mortgage recorded the same day. Two separate documents recorded the same day. So when I did a search, I did a search by the 
grantee's name and the grantor's name. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Keep so moving. looked at it and I was like, well, it should have been paid off five years ago. Talk to the seller. He says, oh, yeah, it was paid off, but I had a bankruptcy, so I don't know if that played anything into it. And I was like, no, that wouldn't have played into it. But it made me start thinking, well, if he had a bankruptcy around that time, I really need to check this release. Like, I, I need to call the people holding the note. So they were still in business. I was able to look up their company. I call, and she goes, yeah, he still owes a balance, and I can't give you that. Okay, well, can I have him call you? Yeah, yeah, you can. She goes, somebody else called about that property a month ago. So I know there was another real estate investor. Mm. Called, she said it was a girl. And I said, oh, okay. So then I emailed the guy back. He'd been very responsive the entire time. And I just said, hey, man, I, I need to know what the balance is so we can make sure we get clean warranty deed. They release it. I'll renegotiate with you. Let's see what we can do. We'll release it. And uh, then we have clean warranty deed. No response now. It's interesting to me. Mm. Oh, he just, he went dark. He went dark. Yeah. Do you know what he initially bought it for? Uh, his mortgage was for, say, $7,000. And my offer, I'm buying it wholesale, but the offer that's getting it from him is a $1,700, and I'm paying a $1,300 assignment fee, so I'm buying it for $3,000. Okay, all right. It's, it must be much higher balance if he just is ghosting, right? I don't know. She said it was a small balance. Uh, I don't know if small to her is 100 bucks or if yeah, small to her is— a relative term, right? Yeah, if, if it's— If you're used to doing million-dollar loans. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what that balance is, but— to me, all that stuff can be negotiated. You know, yeah. if you need to get rid of it, I'm here to buy it. His taxes are up to date. So it was just one of those little things. But I'm saying this, if you see something that doesn't seem right or something that's going to cloud it like a mortgage or a lien of some sort, you typically want to find a release for it. Mm-hmm. These are important things. Yep. That's why we have, you know, I mean, like in the, in the blueprint, we have a checklist. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, and when, just like we said, like everything's just another step, but you don't skip these steps or you're in trouble. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up Steps in the blueprint. So I think I found one that I, I guess we cover it, but sometimes I guess I get a little hasty with this step is getting out somebody out there to inspect the property before, like a drone pilot or photographer before we buy. Okay. Talking about a wall, and I'm not talking about Pink Floyd. Are you talking about uh, a border wall? Not Trump. This is okay. not Trump's wall. This is the wall created by grading a dirt road over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, I'm still having trouble. You never showed me a photo, so I'm still having trouble imagining. So imagine a dirt road typically follows the course of the topography, right? It just kind of yeah. trickles along it. So imagine somebody takes their tractor, lowers their, their, their grade or their bucket or whatever they're cutting with, and just keeps scraping dirt off. And so now it creates a curb. Yeah, like people can't see my hand, but for so, so that I understand it's like the road's going like this and uh, this is going like that. Yeah, right? but it's 90 degrees. Oh, it's 90 degrees. Yeah, and at some parts of the 440 foot of frontage I have, it's over six foot tall. So there's literally... They a, cut into a hill. Okay, all right. So, And the way I've been hearing it is that they're, they're just like going over the topography. But what you're saying is they just cut... There was a hill and they didn't want to go over the hill, so they cut through, Cloud, which... in turn created a six foot 90 well, straight yes. up and down wall yes okay all right now, i'm following it, now it's not over the entire 440 frontage there's a portion about 150 feet of it 200 feet of it that's about a foot and a half two foot so i'm going to be able to build a driveway there or cut a ramp essentially to get up onto the property but as it sits right now i have access i just can't get on the property did they cut right along your property line yeah it's the county road hmm can you start at the edge of the, like the south end of the 440 and just slowly grade up 
along the road that and then that's how that turns into the property? Oh no, I'm just gonna a ninety degree into it. Like I'm just gonna take out a ten foot chunk of that two foot curb and make a ramp up into it, like a driveway. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hire somebody up there to do it. Now that's something I skipped. And our, our checklist, typically, if it's a bigger property, we have somebody go with a drone and get them out there. Well, I didn't call a drone pilot first. I saw a county road. <laughs> hey, man, these guys want to sell. One's in Ca- California. One's in Maine. It's county road. It's worth $35,000, $40,000. i am picking it up for seven. I'm in this. I'm getting it closed. So I, I don't want to call it a run to the bank, but it was a run to the bank. It flew through title and abstract, which is extremely weird. And then my realtor goes out there, and she says, Justin, uh... It's it's kind of weird to get onto this property, and she's standing up above her truck taking pictures of her truck. Oh, from the land? From the land. How'd she get up there? She climbed it. She's a mountain goat. <laughs> um, well, if she can do that, that means other people can too. How are they going to get their RV on it or their car? They're going to have to park on the street? <laughs> well. So, that's, and so that mistake, that wouldn't have made me not buy the deal. And I still would have paid what I paid for it, but I wouldn't have been surprised with the realtor going out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I've never seen anything like that. I, I just like you, if I saw County Road, <laughs> you're looking at whatever software you're using. I, well, so you know? I, I mean, I used Parcel Fact, Data Tree, Parlay, put it in 3D, kicked it sideways, and even the difference didn't pick up. The only thing I could have done is run my mouse over it to see if it had an elevation change of a few feet, which sometimes it does if it's got a little elevation. I mean, it's not like out of the norm. I wouldn't. I don't think I would have picked up that 90 degree change. But had I put a drone pilot on there, maybe I would have. No, the drone pilot would have driven out there. Yeah. Said, hey, man, I had to stop on the road. I couldn't pull off the road. Yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting one. I can say I've never heard of a parcel come back like that. I haven't either. I've seen it where you come off a county road and they have a bar ditch and there's no way to cross it. Like you can't just drive across it. So it has access, but it doesn't have a connection to the road. So I've seen that before. But that I can pick up off the Google Earth. I have a 20 acre where there's the county road and then it goes, I mean, it's like 40, basically 45 degrees up into the air. You can drive up it, but I wouldn't do it in anything less than a Jeep. Okay. And then it flattens out for like 19 acres, but mm. I didn't really check it at the time. You know, this is, <laughs> this is back before we, I even ever thought of doing anything like, like, like knowing how to use Google earth to measure and look at that stuff. Yeah. Ooh, good old days. But it's sold. I mean, the guy who has it doesn't care. Yeah. And speaking of 45 degrees angle, I got another one back that it was a one acre, builder lot infill lot in tennessee and its angle was it went up 50 feet for a hundred so put a hundred foot line on it and that hundred foot it climbed 50 feet on every part of that property so that's exactly 45 uh just just yeah exactly 45 hmm. degrees typically 30 it's degree. a one acre lot so that's really short uh-huh so basically makes it a useless lot uh-huh has a beautiful view though it overlooks a lake. It's beautiful, but it, it was unusable, and that's the bad thing about it. Yeah, because it's, it's a yeah one acre like it's one acre lot. You know, now if this was say that, and I say it's unusable, this market would have been unusable because it would have taken fifteen twenty thousand dollars in dirt work to get it usable, and the lots were selling for between eight and nine. If that, there was some down in five and four range. So it what there just wasn't the. I mean, it wasn't going to have the meat on the bone to make the deal work. You hear people say. There's a pig for every barn. What's the yeah, saying? Yeah. But for every seed, a pig for every barn. Yeah. And I, to a point, believe that, but I still would never buy that property. I looked at it, and I typically wouldn't have bought it either, but I'd looked at it because the price was right. It was, it was a deal fund deal. It's like 900 bucks. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, th- I'll look a little bit deeper into this one. 
But then when seeing that, I'm like, okay, well, it's going to take, you know, $20,000 in dirt work to get somebody into it. Why would they buy this lot if they could go buy one next door for 5000 bucks? that's flat? Oh, there were others available out yeah, there? Yeah, there was quite a bit of inventory in the area. Mm. Yeah, that... Because as soon as I said that, I was like, well, I guess it depends if it was $500, $900. Yeah, I mean, if it was 45-degree angle, but it was in Santa Barbara overlooking the ocean, mm-hmm. okay, well, let's see what mm-hmm. we can do here. Do we shelf it? It's going to be a different ball game. You know, so when I say that, and generally, you know, we, we talk in blanket statements, but there's going to be, in some instances, you may make that deal work. Um, I had another one that was an infill-type lots. They were acre lots, and they were one I thought pretty high for. They countered back on a deal. They owned two of them, so they're like, hey, you can have both of them for this price. But they wouldn't perk. No sewer available, and the only thing you use them for is residential, like building a house. There are one-acre lot wooded lots inside of a one-acre subdivision. Uh, ever the houses were built on one-acre subdivision. So what do you do with it? You don't buy it. <laughs> you, you don't buy it because, I mean, you're basically going to, have something else you're paying taxes on. You can't pull your mobile home out there. You can't camp. And that's, for me, is why I try to stick to the recreational because it pulls some of that risk out of the due diligence and that mm-hmm. checks. But, I mean, these are all common things that we see when mail's running. So, you know, is there a lien? Is there a death? You know, I have one deal that has a death, but the dad and mom before dad died did joint tenants with a rider survivorship. Dad dies, moves it to mom. Mom and sister, or mom and daughter do joint tenants with rider survivorship mom dies move it to a daughter so those are you know you find that and be able to make that close so that makes for a good deal so these are all kinds of like checks that you're going to check or things you're going to find are going to pop up whether it's something in the paperwork a death a buildability issue can you use it for what its intended use is for and that's why we do the checks and that's why we do that that's right that's why it's super important yeah i think anyone every anytime you hear someone's in trouble they just missed pieces like that they missed a check they missed something small in that in that yeah. in that checklist but that's why we're here to tell you about it and so that you hear it enough times hopefully it'll sink in and you won't forget it yeah so that are those deals let's see the wall we i still owned i already owned it when i found that so that'll get fixed it'll cost me a thousand bucks worst case scenario i'll be borrowing your dad's tractor okay <laughs> and, and going up and doing it myself best case scenario a thousand bucks for some guy to come out there and knock it out in an hour but the other ones didn't get closed and they didn't get bought so no money lost if you don't spend no money. That's true. All right. Friday. Yeah. Ready to get out and have some fun and party and make money and all all of the above. I probably won't be doing half of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we hope someone listening will, and we hope that you all have a great weekend. And while you're having that great weekend, you do us a favor and you go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, give us a like, follow, subscribe. And then you go to iTunes, you go to Stitcher, you go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Monday. See you guys.